0: Hey guys, I'm Nina. Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And welcome back to Through the Cracks. All right, so we closed off an entire month and topic last week, and we are starting a new month and topic this week. First of all, happy November
1: who's ready for Thanksgiving because I am so excited. <laughs> it is one of my absolute favorite Who holidays. Who doesn't love
0: turkey and stuffing? Oh,
1: the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes. So
0: good. So good. My mom makes these things called pumpkin squares that were my great-grandmother's mm. recipe. It's the only pumpkin thing that I will eat.
1: Which I, makes me so, so
0: nice. <sighs> I hate pumpkin-flavored things. I, I don't know. I can make you
1: something pumpkin that you would I like. I don't. Like, that's the only
0: pumpkin-flavored thing I like are these pumpkin squares. They're basically like like a flat muffin, like it's in a pan, like a sheet pan. But they're
1: like lemon, squ- like, lemon like yeah, and then
0: you put, um, cream cheese frosting on top. For some reason, it's the only kind of pumpkin anything that doesn't, I don't know, make me want to throw up. <laughs> oh,
1: no, it's my mission. I have a whole bunch of new recipes. I'm, I'm ready. I'm committed.
0: Alright, well, anyways, let's get into this month's topic, I almost said this year, this month's topic, um, it is all about how to keep your relationships alive and healthy, because the last thing we talked about was how to level up, how to go from talking, the talking stage, and talking about wanting to go further, and literally leveling up in every form, from communication to leveling up in, like, the status, quote-unquote, of your, your, relationship, situationship, what have you. (laughs) Um, and so this month we're going to talk about how you can keep that alive and happy now that you have leveled up. So, congratulations on leveling up, um, whether it be recently or a while back. This is how you can improve that, keep leveling up and continue to improve that relationship. Um, but today specifically, we will be talking all about... Falling in love, and the decision to be in love, and the decision to stay in love, because you can't choose who you fall in love with, or who you have feelings for, but you do have to choose to stay in love. So, we're going to talk about the difference between those things, and our personal experiences with having fallen out of love, or fallen in love, or choosing to love even when it was not the most practical thing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to put it lightly um so yeah I really hope you guys uh find something to relate to here and hopefully find some kind of comfort in knowing that you're not
1: alone because I promise you you are not alone <laughs> we we've been there and then we've been there again and then we rewinded and went there again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was it what was it for me a total of four times it's the rewind for me <laughs> Wait a full three weeks, went bad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh goodness. One of the things I think we definitely need to touch on before we get any further into this episode is the difference between falling in love with somebody and staying in love with somebody. Mm -hmm. So we always say you can't choose who you fall in love with. And this is going to be like a big psych episode for me because this is what I mainly focused on studying and plan on going to grad school for so i'm so (laughs) sorry just a heads up on that basically when we say like falling in love with somebody you can't choose who you fall in love with it's because there are different people that spark different feelings in you like you'll walk into a room and mina's a very vibey person so (laughs) she does this more than i do but just walk in and be like you no you no you yes that's the person i'm gonna have a conversation with it works the same way, like, when you're dating around or getting to know people. Like, there's one person you're going to click with to more. put that
0: simply, is like, when you're walking through a parking garage or something and you can just feel somebody watching you or walking through campus maybe or something and you just feel uncomfortable, that's a vibe. That's just a feeling. It's just, it, people put off energy. Life is energy, right? Science, literally. Life is energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Whatever. People give off energy and maybe that's controversial, I'm sorry if you disagree with me, that's okay, you don't have to agree with me, but from my personal experience, I can genuinely, like, just meeting someone for the first time, I can, like, sense their vibes, like, I can sense if there's something off, I'm very much like an empath, you know, where I can just tell if something is wrong, I can, I don't know, Maybe it's a sixth sense. I don't
1: know. For those of you who know me, I can talk to a brick wall. So, like, I'm walking around talking to everybody. And I just watch Mina's face. And if she gets, like, visually uncomfortable.
0: I also can't hide my face.
1: Exactly. So, if I'm, like, looking at her and she's, like, making a disgusted face, I'm like, this is a person I probably shouldn't continue talking to. I'm gonna... I'm gonna peace out. (laughs) Have a great day.
0: (laughs) My gut has yet to be wrong.
1: There you go. I would just
0: like to say... Every single bad decision I ever made, I knew was a bad decision when I made it. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not bad, but definitely questionable. Like, yeah, my gut's never been wrong. It's never been wrong. It's never been one of those where it's like, oh, this is a great idea. I'm gonna, this is amazing. We're just gonna jump headfirst off this cliff. And then I get there and I hit the bottom and I'm like, "Mm, no, this was not a good idea. It's never been like that. Literally, when I'm jumping off the cliff, I'm like... I'm going feet first, because I know I need something to break my phone.
1: (laughs) Personally, I have anxiety, so my gut's always telling me something's wrong, when really half the time, nothing is. So, I'm reconnecting with that, but that's a story for another time. (laughs)
0: Anyways, so, there's definitely a difference, but you can feel the vibes, you know, and you... I feel like every time I say that, I sound so stupid, but it's fine. Stupid,
1: no. Like a hippie, for sure, but I'm here for it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. If you know who I am and where I come from, it makes complete sense. But anyways, you just... When you're talking to a new person, you just know, you know? There's just a feeling that you have. There's just you just have this understanding or maybe you go on a first date and you're like mm, maybe they have potential but I'm just not quite feeling it. You know, have you ever been in a situation where maybe somebody had feelings for you and you didn't have feelings for them and you couldn't explain it like you just you wanted to have feelings for them because they're a good person and they have feelings for you but you just can't like it's just not there no matter how hard you try because feelings are feelings. We don't get to choose who we have feelings for, you know? Like, I know we've all been there where we're like, why do I have feelings for this person? They suck. Like, they're awful and they like, don't have feelings, have feelings have for me. Worse. Literally, like, out of all the people I could have picked, this is probably the worst option, yet somehow I cannot stop thinking about you. Why? Because you can't choose your feelings.
1: It's just... It's a vibe! (laughs) It's a vibe! (laughs) Absolutely, but also running off of that, feelings are temporary emotions. Like, we talked about in the episode with John, like, you're not supposed to sit at this equilibrium, like, all the time. You have to fluctuate in order to feel all of your emotions. Love is an emotion. Mm -hmm. It is a feeling. Like, you... I'm sure for those of you who have long term partners, like there are days where you're like, Oh yes, like I'm so in love with this person. Like best. I'm so happy oh I have gosh. them. And then two days later you're like, I'd like to rip your head off. Mm-hmm. Like I want nothing to do with it. Or you maybe even two minutes later. <laughs> exactly. Like for some of us it switched up really quickly. Like they just they had to say that sentence. They had to make that joke and you're like, ooh really I hate you know
0: really you had to do that you know that that was gonna piss me off you knew like
1: i know you knew you woke up today and you chose violence like that <laughs> yes, nap, you did you woke up from it and chose violence you woke
0: up on the very wrong side of the bed not only the wrong side of the bed you woke up on the floor
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not the room you were supposed to be sleeping in like, <laughs> different side of the house we've but... gone
0: very far down a rabbit hole <laughs> But you get the gist, you know? And I'm sure you've heard that before. You don't choose who you love. You can't pick, whatever. Maybe you were on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe you were the person who was in love with someone and they weren't in love with you. Because that's a really rough thing, too. Like, truly, I think we underestimate that. I think we put so much emphasis on, well, I'm not in love with them, but I want to be. And not enough emphasis on the other side of it where you're feeling like, oh, well, what, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. If the person that you love doesn't love you back, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not hard to love. There's nothing, you haven't done anything wrong, more than likely, unless you have, but you would know if you did, so. (laughs) Disclaimer.
1: Yeah, we're saying all of this with the general context of Maybe, like, this is the beginning of a relationship and you want to move forward. Maybe they don't. And you're questioning, like, well, why? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, potentially, like, there's nothing wrong with you. But there's so much that goes into being in love with somebody.
0: Everyone has a different favorite color or different favorite flower, right? Like, Ashley's favorite flower is different from my favorite flower. And that doesn't make the other one any less beautiful. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with her favorite flower. It's just not my favorite flower. So, Absolutely. and I know that's a very common thing. People start feeling like, well, is there something wrong with me? Is there something I could have done to prevent this? Is there something I could have done to make you fall in love with me or to change the outcome of this situation? But nine times out of 10, no, there's nothing you could have done to change it. It's just their feelings. Because at the end of the day, I wholeheartedly believe if you want to, you will.
1: Yeah. But Period. are feelings are not one of those things that falls under the list of things we can control. Right. Like, if you were a type A person, like I have a tendency to be sometimes, (laughs) there is a list of things that you can control. And you probably know that list by heart. Your feelings, your emotions are not one of those things. Your reactions, absolutely, you have control over. Mm -hmm. And the conversations that you have around your feelings and emotions, absolutely. Which is why we went so hard on communication last month. Because it's one of the biggest ways to keep things alive and healthy and to continue loving one another in the relationship, you have to communicate and communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, feelings do not fall into that category of things we can control.
0: Hmm. Exactly. So, that being said, you know, you can't control what you're feeling, but you can control how you go about them, and how you react to them, and how you share them with others, or if you choose to share them with others or not. So, think about those things because those things can all be things that can help either prevent or maybe cause conflict or maybe cause or prevent a relationship from beginning or from progressing or so on. So you have to think about those things and that's where communication comes in and all ties together that way. Big little big bow on top. (laughs) Communication is the big bow on top basically. But what I'm saying is like when you love someone and they don't love you back, yeah, it's rough, but it's also rough for that person too because for a lot of people who are in that situation where they've fallen out of love maybe or can't seem to find the feelings to reciprocate back to you, it's also a really uncomfortable feeling for them because as long as they are a self-aware person and have a soul, they probably feel bad about the fact that they can't reciprocate the feelings. Because I know I have a lot of friends who have been there and they just, like, beat themselves up, you know? They're like well, I don't know what's wrong with me, why can't I love them, am I capable of loving, is there something wrong with me? So it goes both ways. And either way, whichever side you're on, if you're the person that was fallen out of love with or if you're the person that fell out of love, there's nothing wrong with you. You can't control if and when you have those feelings. What you can control, like we said before, is communicating that you have those feelings and understanding that there's nothing wrong with you because not only is that going to put self-doubt in your head and everything and make it harder for you to move on to maybe another relationship where you could have those feelings, but it's also just going to like put a damper on everyone in the situation and probably cause some kind of like hatred. As long as you guys are both like civil and kind and everything through the whole thing and understanding of the fact that it's not that there's something wrong with either one of you, it's simply that it just isn't meant to be. Because if it was... It would just, it would just be there, you know. Like you just, you have that feeling, you know. Even you have if that base right, feeling that you. There's, have to there's some at. kind of level of attraction, even if it's just like, hmm, I don't know, like, like a question, like, hmm, you know, like you look at that person, it's like question mark, and then there's people you look at and they're like, nope, absolutely not, could not ever not a thing, you know. Have a great day, bye. Basically. And then there's the people that are like, oh my god, I'm in love with you the second that you meet them. So there's definitely different variations of this, this beginning stage of the
1: feeling. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll speak very candidly on this one. In my last relationship, I fell out of love with him and I was at like the lowest part in my mental health journey. Like this is when I first started reaching out for help and realizing that I was struggling And during that time, I kept saying to him and to myself that, like, no, this is just part of, like, the depression. Like, this is just a byproduct of, like, everything else that I'm going through. And when I did finally start getting help and was reaching out and I was slowly, like, bringing myself out of what I'm considering, like, the ashes. Like, that's how I imagined my head a little phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) The phoenix rise from the ashes. Exactly. I like how dramatic you put it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And... In that moment, like, I kept saying over and over, like, it it has to be this. Like, there's no way I can be falling out of love with him. Like, it it has to be this thing. And finally, like, I was having a conversation with him one day that led to a conversation with Mina where I was like, it's not there. Like, he's, he's putting in the work, finally, for the things that I've been asking for for so long, and it means nothing to me. And in that moment, I knew, like, there was nothing that I could come back from that, because I stopped choosing to love him a long time ago. To me, it felt like he had stopped choosing to love me as well. And that at a certain point, we were going through the motions, and that I had, like, been left on my own to pick myself up from these ashes. And all of it led to me falling out of love with him, and there was so much of it that I couldn't communicate to him like this is what went wrong and this is why I fell out of love because to this day I can't tell you when it happened I can't tell you exactly how it happened what I can tell you is we stopped choosing to love each other Mm -hmm. and that's something that happens over time like when we say the little things matter they matter so much because that's you choosing to love the other person like yes Every six months, you can do something elaborate for your partner, but that doesn't really mean as much as on a daily basis you choosing them, you choosing to wake up and tell them that you love them, that they look beautiful or they look handsome, taking the time once a week to make sure you're communicating your love language, taking the time once a month to check in and ask, you know, how loved do you feel? Mm -hmm. Those little things, that's choosing to love another person.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because... At least personally and with my experience, like, when you stop choosing to do those things, you're no longer feeding that emotion and giving it the fuel it needs to stay consistent. Because you know your emotions require consistency. You need a little bit of something to make you happy every day, you know? If you're having a, a little bit of a rougher day, like, for me personally, I throw some creamer in my black coffee and, like, make give myself a little treat. Like, that's... What? Oh, Yeah. I drink black coffee on a daily basis, so if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I'm like, I'm going to do a little bit special, like make myself a latte, some whipped cream, maybe go to Starbucks, like a little bit extra for myself to fuel that happiness. All of your emotions require fuel. It's the same way that when you're angry, they say, like, don't add fuel to the fire Mm -hmm. because you can very easily fuel that emotion. It's not hard to fuel your emotions, but it does take some kind of mental preparation especially if you're trying to fuel another person's emotions
0: true very true everything you just said i completely agree with like literally all of that was round of applause truly um like ashley said like you have to choose every day to continue to love someone you know like the feelings are there but feelings are emotions and emotions are fleeting they're not like It's the same thing as anger or aggression or fear or sadness. You don't... Like, love is the same thing, you know? Like, we feel love the same way that we feel happiness. And it's a moment thing, but all... Because, like, anyone who's in a relationship or has been in a relationship where you've gotten to the point of loving them or being loved, you understand, like, there are definitely moments when you're like, do I love you? Do I really love you? And there are definitely moments where you have to choose, okay, I know that I need to take a step back from this situation, otherwise it's going to get very bad. That is choosing to love your partner and choosing to continue in that relationship because you're not fueling the fire, you know, or like, Ashley and I have both experienced long distance, and that is another thing that's, like, on a whole other level of having to choose every day to love someone, choose to put in the effort, choose to make them a part of your daily routine in a very different way, you know, it's not very, it's not very convenient, to say the least, (laughs) and that's okay, because at the end of the day, as long as you are both Choosing to make each other a priority and choosing to love each other and choosing to be faithful and so on, even through the distance or whatever challenge you're going through, that's what it means, you know? Like, every day you have to wake up and choose to be productive the same way that you have to wake up and choose to be a good partner, to be a good friend, to be a good, you know, sibling, whatever. So, it's a very similar kind of situation or kind of concept and I think it's something that we forget about because people think okay well I'm in love now we're good like I mean this is just how it's gonna be like whatever and then it's kind of like how girls complain about how guys will sometimes stop doing the things that they did to get her in the first place after they've got her you know like In the beginning guys are always chasing and doing the things and whatever and they're like oh my gosh like you're so beautiful whatever and then they get comfortable and all of those things stop once you get out of that honeymoon phase you're just it i think people get very comfortable and almost feel like they don't have to put in the effort because it's like well that's my person, my person's there, and you're just kind of banking on that person always being there, and then that's when we forget to check in and make sure that they're feeling loved and make sure that they're feeling heard or seen in the relationship and not feeling distant or like they're falling out of it because, honestly, it takes two to fall out of love the same way it takes two to fall in it. That's all I'm saying, because there had to be neglect on both sides to fall out of the love, and honestly, maybe just one side, because I know that I have a lot of friends who say that they fell out of love because they felt like their partner just didn't care anymore, like they, they just weren't in it, and they're like, well, are they in it? Are they not? I don't know, and then they started to feel distant instead of communicating to their partner, or maybe they did communicate, and their partner was like, nope we're good. Everything's uh, fine. And are like, you sure you
1: really feel that way? Yeah. What if you
0: don't? Yeah. And we
1: don't do anything about this. Yeah.
0: Um, no, that's not how this works. Ooh, sorry. That is not we're how you have them. a productive, no, no. healthy relationship
1: that continues to go on. No, we're not doing that. So for sure, we can't just bypass anything that your partner brings up. Like we've said before, it is completely okay if you are not capable of, mentally in that moment to talk about that heavy of a situation, like always respect each other's boundaries and being able to say, like, I I can't talk about this right now. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, and as soon as I am, we will talk about it. It's another thing to be like, No, I don't like this topic. I don't want to hear it. Exactly. Two very different things. But I kinda wanna go back to talking about falling in love. A long time ago, Mina and I had this conversation for the first time. I'm pretty sure sitting in the front seat of her car, <laughs> listening to some playlist she had put up, as we typically do. I was taking my psychology of love class in college, which is one of my favorite classes I've ever taken. And if I can find the research that I was looking for, it will be in my link tree in my Instagram bio. But basically, in order to fall in love with somebody the first time, there are things that are needed, like, trust, lust, like, you need to have that immediate chemistry, Uh which is why we say that you can't choose who you fall in love with, but slightly controversial, um, opinion. While back, I also referenced that I went to a seminar, and in that seminar, the very first topic was, and I quote, you can't help who you like, or can you? (laughs) Like, that is the entire reason I, I went to this seminar. And basically what she talked about is we are attracted to people who have, like, a similar level of differentiation, which is this level of human functioning This falls on a spectrum, and we all fall on it on the lower, highest level, and we're attracted to people who are at that same level of functioning as us. So, if you find yourself... Really being attracted to or dating a lot of scrubs and guys that just aren't it. Or... Dating a lot of scrubs. <laughs> that song's been on my mind for a couple of days. I, I had been, to use it. <laughs>
0: been... a scrub is oh a guy that can't get no love from me. Sitting in the, the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Friend's trying to holler at me. me. I
1: don't <laughs> want no scrubs. So sorry. Anyways. But <laughs> so basically, if you find yourself dating a lot of those people or you find yourself dating a lot of people who are just rude to you or, like, just not great people in general, then it might be a little bit of a time for a self-check-in to be like, okay, you know, these are the people that I am attracting in my life. So, little check-in, like, what kind of vibe am I putting putting out there? Like, where do I fall? Am I really standing my ground, like, when these people first giving off their red flags? Am I even seeing the red flags at first? Or is it like way too far gone before I'm noticing them? Like, it's a little self check in to see where you land on that. Time to reference a TikTok. One of the best ones that I saw where it was like, I wrote a list of things that my dream partner had a list of qualities, not specific things like a career, but like friendly, outgoing, you know, kind, sensitive, caring, all that kind of stuff. And then I became the person that would attract that partner. I became more kind and sensitive and caring, or I grew a backbone and made sure I set my boundaries. You know, I leveled up and I started attracting people who had also leveled up. And it's amazing, like, when you put in that work into yourself, you'll notice in the people around you that either you can't put up with their BS anymore, or you'll notice that, yeah, more people in your life are also leveling up with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked around recently, and I was like, yeah, the people in my life are also growing with me. Mm -hmm. Like, as I've been on my mental health journey and just my journey in general, like, Mina's doing absolutely amazing. I have several friends who are, like, starting their full careers and leveling up, but they're also doing so emotionally.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I had a sit-down conversation with two of my really close guy friends where they were like, listen... We haven't been hanging out enough, like, we miss you, like, we actually want to be, like, an active part of your lives, so we need to do something. Like, collectively, together, Mm -hmm. need to make sure we stay in each other's lives, which is not something, like, I ever thought that I would hear from them, because I love them and they'll always be a huge part of my life, but, you know, they had grown and matured emotionally that they were like, no, we want to communicate with you that we care about you and want to be part of your life. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, what you were just kind of saying about how all of your your friends, your group, your people grew with you, and you felt like you couldn't really grow in that last relationship because you guys had both kind of hit a wall where neither of you were growing and everything. And, you know, that's something we talked about in the last episode that I think can be kind of controversial is, like, can you grow... Like, if you can't
1: grow together, is it even, like, is it the right thing? Yeah, and I want to say, on the outside, anybody who looked at us would think we are growing. Like, oh, I was yeah. about to graduate college, he had just gotten this new One of our mutual friends
0: posted a video of you guys, like, dancing in the kitchen, and I was like, goals! I saw that, and I was like... Honey, you don't even know the half of it. I
1: saw it on her story, and I was like, oh, we should probably remove this. <laughs> like, SOS. No, this is not goals, I
0: promise you. I because like, everything that was happening under the surface behind that exact, like, in that moment was not it.
1: Yeah, it was, it not was it. very close to the end. But anybody on the outside would be like, look at them, like, their next step is, and engaged- get one of my very good friends who just got married. Their mom was like, this is gonna be you next, isn't it? And I had to tell her, point blank, period. I was like, no. No. Like, that, no, I can't, I can't imagine it.
0: Right. Because, honestly, the right person won't leave you to go work on themselves, and I go back and forth on that, because while I, yes, understand, and there are interesting situations, there are specific circumstances that maybe it's not, maybe a person does need to just genuinely be alone in themselves, and it's not, nothing about you, but... If someone is meant to be your person, like, they're going to work on themselves now while they're still with you because they know that no one in the world deserves to get the better side of, or the best side of them more than you do because they honestly believe that you are their person and they honestly have those feelings and that love for you, um, And, like, that one person who, like, sticks it out through all of your greatest lows and everything, nothing makes a couple stronger than doing the inner work together. Like, I honestly believe that. So, if you can't do that inner work with them, yes, there are specific circumstances that are just different. There's never a blanket statement when it comes to people, but in general, I honestly believe that if somebody wants to, they will, period, you know? Like, in any sense of the word, not just working on themselves and staying with you and growing with you. Yes, you have to grow together at any point in life. No matter when you start dating, no matter when you get married, you will always have to grow together. I was just working with someone who... They're coming up on 10 years of marriage and she was telling me that they have changed and grown and become completely different people than when they first started dating 13 years ago. And I think that's like, I love that she mentioned that and how she mentioned it because that's so true. And again, it's about effort. Like if you want to, you will. If you love someone, you're going to put in effort. I know at the beginning of my relationship, like for at least the first year, so out of the honeymoon phase my ex would always go and get me gummy bears and Arizona tea every time he stopped at the gas station. Every single time he stopped to get gas, he would get me my favorite tea and gummy bears because he knew that I loved them just because, you know, that is effort. Yeah. At some point, that stopped. He stopped thinking about those little things and that's okay. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes life happens and, like, there's, I'm not expecting that to be, like, a everyday thing, but, like, There is at some point when that just stops, and people keep using, I keep hearing people say, well, I don't have the time to do this, I don't have the time to go see so-and-so, I don't have the time to call, a phone works both ways, and at the end of the day, it will happen, literally for the last three months, four months now. I've been working anywhere from 20 to 80 hour weeks and still I make time for my friends. I make time to catch up with people. I make time for the podcast. I make time for my family. I make time for things that are important to me. I make time for relationships, like, because I want to. And if you don't want to, then you're not going to, period.
1: Absolutely. The Last summer, I was working 60 hours a week minimum, Mm -hmm. and, like, I'd get off work, and I'd call up whoever I hadn't seen in, like, at least a week and be like, hey, how are you? How are you? Do you want to go grab a drink? Do you want to go grab some food? Like, I'm starving. Let's go to Waffle House. Let's do whatever. Two of my friends also have very busy work schedules, so at this point, we have scheduled phone calls. Mm -hmm. Like, one of them, I call Tuesdays when I get done naming for a family that I work for and then the other one on Wednesdays calls me back after he has his long drive from work like we have scheduled times because that's the only way that we can do that but if you just take the time it was a five minute conversation for us to go what's your like typical schedule this is my typical schedule we can both do this fantastic
0: Mm -hmm. it takes
1: mutual effort exactly we have not been able to see each other in two months because our schedules have not aligned But I talk to him once a week.
0: Yeah. Like, um, starting back in May, I had monthly bonfires. And we have a bonfire crew. And every time we have a bonfire, it's pretty much the same group of people. And it's been so awesome. And I literally love everybody in our group and we all just click so well, but all of us go to college or live in different areas during the school year. You know, most of them went to Athens or went up north or whatever the situation was. So they're just not around and we don't get to see each other as often. Like that was our way of making time for each other over the summer from May until August. August, when everyone went back to school, it was like, okay, this is once a month. We're all going to get together and we're going to hang out and catch up and enjoy the bonfire and it's going to be great. And then college came up and I still make an effort to call all of those people at least once a month and be like, hey, how are you? I know I'm really busy and I'm traveling and you're working and all these things, but how are you? You know, because it takes effort. And the same thing with them. All of my good friends always reach out to me. They're always there. They're always like, you know, just every now and then they'll send me a Snapchat or something like, hey, like, how are you? How's work? I see you traveling and doing all these things. I got That's one from so Tyler awesome. earlier
1: this week. Aw. Haven't been able to open it because my Snapchat's still broken. Love that but. guy. We'll have
0: to have him back on here. <laughs> we will. But the point is, it takes mutual effort in any kind of relationship, friendship, relationship, relationship, like, romantic relationship, you know, like it yeah. takes a mutual effort to continue to stay in that friendship or to stay in love. To so, what you have to want to stay in love, you have to put in that effort to stay in love. And sometimes it's, it's a little bit of a give and take. Sometimes it's 60-40, sometimes it's 50-50, but at the end of the day, as long as you are equaling out at 100, then you're fine. And it, it shouldn't be like it's constantly, or it's constantly 70-30 or something, and it's one person being, like, constantly giving the energy and the other person just putting in the bare minimum. It's not supposed to be like that regularly, but sometimes people are going through things with work, life, mental health, family, whatever it is, and need the other person to kind of pick up some slack and take a little bit more initiative in, in the relationship and keeping it alive and keeping up with you, and That's kind of the point, is you're supposed to be able to pour back and forth so that you're both, you're still equaling 100 all the time.
1: Yeah. I saw, I have no idea where I saw it, because it wasn't TikTok, but it was an illustration, and it's, like, this big bowl, like, a cauldron, because I'm still in a spooky mood a little bit. Spooky mood. (laughs) little spooky mood. (laughs) And basically, like, this thing should... Always be full because it's your relationship, and your relationship should be pouring into both of y'all at the same time that you're pouring into it, mm-hmm. because it's something that you are both putting into together. Yeah, and so there are certain times to where, like Mina just said, you can give a little bit more, you can give a little bit less, but that relationship should still be pouring into you. And if you're the person who, say, for the last like six months, has been putting in seventy five percent while your partner's doing twenty five, mm-hmm. then that cauldron or the bucket's not filling you up as fast as them like they're getting an overflowing amount of rewards and you're getting sprinkles of what's left which is why we say it always needs to come back to that equilibrium like you always have to be able to meet in the middle and find that same point because that's what's going to continue that feeling of love Mm -hmm. that's going to continue the feeling of respect and equality like i think i talked about before like the power dynamic Mm -hmm. that shifted in my relationship and it caused a lot of anxiety for me and it it became such an issue in our relationship that like I was not getting nearly enough out of the relationship because I felt like I was putting in so much but I wasn't getting the return that I needed and those kinds of things like for short periods of time like if you can sit down and have the conversation and be like this is what's happening and it get fixed that can actually be a great way to majorly improve your relationship. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying, like, purposefully give too much. God, no. But I'm saying, like, if you have been putting in a lot and you feel like you need to take a step back, that's a conversation to have with your partner because they may not even realize that they're not putting in as much. Or Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that we do that, you know, nobody else really realizes, but we see. And so just being like, hey, I'm doing all of this, and to hear your partner say, you know what, I really appreciate that you do this. Mm -hmm. Like, the guy I'm talking to was like, I hope you know how much, like, I appreciate that you drive up here, like, how much that means to me. Mm -hmm. And that, that was all that I needed. Because I was like, honestly, like, I don't mind it. Like, I just really respect and love that, like, you said that, because it means a lot, and it shows that you see what I'm putting in.
0: Yeah, and like Ashley said, the don't underestimate the value of appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially if somebody is pouring in a little bit more, and like Ashley said, she's been driving up to see her significant other a lot recently, and that is a lot of time, it's a lot of commitment, it's a lot of money with gas lately, Oof. I mean, let's, you know, let's oh. not get into
1: that, but. I did get 27 miles per gallon on the drive back, and I was shocked.
0: <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> but, you know, that's her pouring just a tiny bit more in because he just isn't in a place where he can take that time to come down here all the time, which is fine, you know, and sometimes it, you just have to pour a little bit more, and that's how it is. When I was in a long-distance relationship, I was capable of going out to see him more than he was capable of coming to see me because, you know, I mean, if you know me and you've heard listened before, then you know, like, my ex is in the military, and that makes things even more complicated, where I had to constantly pour just a little bit more, because he literally could not, in a lot of cases, give me any more than what he was giving me and that's something that you had to be understanding of. That's you it's very circumstantial and you have to be aware of your circumstance and your partner's circumstance and just together understand, you know, like if there's a reason then there's a reason, but there's also a line. Don't let somebody take advantage of you and if you're the person who is having a little bit more poured into you, then be appreciative because that will go so far like, that'll fill up the other person's cup just a little bit more, you know? That could be that extra thing to even you guys out at 50-50.
1: Yeah, especially, like, if you are the one that had to say, like, hey, I have a lot going on and I need to step back, so you know for a fact that your partner's stepping up, Mm -hmm. that's when you make sure that you take the time to go, thank you so much for doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, I really appreciate that you've been able to do this. It's helped so much with work stress, or my mental health, or whatever it is. And, like, if you can, get specific. Like, say how it's helped you. Mm -hmm. Say the specific thing that they stepped up and did. Mm -hmm.
0: Because we're constantly, like, being mean or constantly, um... Belittling or picking at or picking out things that faults in our partners and telling them what they're doing wrong, but we very rarely talk about what they do right. I think you know, and I know that's something that we did. Even though, like in my past relationship, we there was always things that we were both doing right, but we were constantly only talking about the things that we were doing wrong, and instead of balancing it with like, okay, well you did this thing that bothered me. And I would like to talk about it instead. And like we didn't balance it out with, hey, like you did this thing that I really appreciated. Thank you for that. Because it's kind of you're. you have to balance it out. There has to be like a happy medium because you have to feel appreciated and not just constantly picked at or picked on or, you know, like picking out all the flaws and things because then you feel like, well, do I do anything right? Like, yeah. if you're not saying that you're doing something right, it, may, may, it might make them feel like they're not doing anything right. So, yeah. sometimes those things just have to be verbalized. You can't just assume that they know that, you can't just assume, yeah, like, you can't just assume that they know you appreciate them. I guess, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Guys, I'm going to say it. Assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Facts. Just straight up. Facts. I know that, like personally, I'm a person who asks a crap ton of questions. So do I. And so, it can get kind my of annoying. My and
0: my ex call me Curious George.
1: Yeah. <laughs> straight up. You are. I appreciate that about you.
0: I mean, hey, I truly do. I would rather ask the questions and, and, know that there's still a conversation happening rather than have all the questions rattle around in my own brain and then possibly have something to talk about or maybe not even realize that there's something that I need them to talk about or you know whatever
1: it's it's better to ask the question exactly like sometimes I once again get very insecure and I'm like oh my god do I sound dumb for Mm -hmm. like not knowing all of this but I would rather ask the question And then know for a fact that that is the answer because my partner is openly telling me, like, yes, this is what I would prefer. Mm -hmm. This is how I would like you to communicate. Mm -hmm. This is the issue at hand. Mm -hmm. I would much rather look dumb for 30 seconds and ask the question than not ask the question and lead to a fight for three days. Mm -hmm. Or 30 minutes. Or however long it is.
0: Exactly. You can say that again. That was, like, a really good point because i don't know i think there's a lot of those tiny little issues petty little issues where it's like a simple question or like you know and maybe sometimes it just slips your mind maybe you're like oh i want to ask this question and then you forget to or something and then it leads to whatever so i write things down like if i have a question i'll write it down or i'll send it in a text real quick it's like hey you don't have to answer right now but i'm just gonna like send this now so i don't forget about it or like whenever I was having a problem with my ex, like, I, if I had a moment where I was like, wait, I have a question about this thing that, whatever it is, like, I have a question about said topic, said conversation, said whatever the thing is, and I was thinking about it while he was at work and didn't have his phone, or whatever the situation was, I would literally either send it to Ashley, write it in my notes, or just text it to him, and be like, okay, well, he'll see it when he gets out, whatever, like, we can have a conversation later. Like we, The number of times we're like, we're going to put a pin in this and we're going to come back when we have time. Or conversations where it's like, we only had five minutes to talk on the phone. He says something that made me be like, wait, what the heck? And like I wanted to ask a question knowing that we didn't have that much time. I'd be like, okay, we need to talk about this later, so put a pin in it. And he did a good job of later on when he had the time to come back and be like, okay, we're taking the pin out of the board and we're bringing this topic back up, even if it's something he didn't want to talk about because it takes a mutual effort you have to have uncomfortable conversations sometimes that's just how it is
1: absolutely and if you're someone with an anxious attachment style that can't really put a pin in things if you're the one bringing up the issue and you know that like that's not the right time do what Mina did text a friend I did that to her on several occasions (laughs) because I'd be like I need to have this conversation in person so Mina you get my 15 questions and I'd pull up the text like in the conversation with him I'd be like, here we go. Here are my 15 questions. Like, straight up. Make spark notes in your text messages to your best friend. Exactly. You know. It's like the equivalent of,
0: like, approving your text messages before you send yes. them. Write yourself an email. Flag it.
1: Do what you gotta <laughs> do.
0: <laughs> flag an email. Guilty. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised?
1: Because the email's the only thing on all of my devices that works, let's be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah a little miss
1: over here with an iphone 6 6s everybody she's doing well you're insane i don't know how she's doing well uh (laughs) literally how is that thing functioning i wish i knew it's about to not be i can't update anything but like i was saying if you are somebody with an anxious attachment style then maybe you can't stick a pin in it so delay bringing that up or it makes you really anxious when your partner brings something up that you know y'all can't talk about tell them that. Right. Don't delay
0: bringing like if you have to delay bringing it up write it down send it to a friend that will hold you accountable because if I tell Ashley there's something that I'm anxious about or there's something that I know is a problem that I need to have a conversation with someone about she'll check in with me and be like, hey, did you ever talk to so-and-so about such-and-such a thing? And if I haven't, if I forgot, then it's like, oh, I need to do that. And if I haven't because I'm too scared to, then it's like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to. I don't know how to bring this up. And then her being my friend can be like, okay, well, this is how I would bring it up if you want advice. You know, you can lean on your
1: friends. Yeah. Use the friend or therapist question. Yeah. If your friend's bringing something up, do you want a friend? Like do you want me to just hype you up here? Mm-hmm. Or do you want actual advice where I'm yeah. going to sit down and be like, "Okay, I get it yeah. that you're concerned and I understand why you're concerned wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. This is how I would do it." Or you've been in a relationship with this person for this long, you know how they're going to react, like it's okay to bring this up mm-hmm. you know whatever you know that friend needs personally I'm the one who needs a little bit more validation where it's like it's okay it's not gonna hurt you like it, it's not gonna bite and <laughs> Mina's more of the like okay well let's try wording it this way yeah like that's how each of us differs in that conversation mm-hmm. but hopefully if you have like a true friend they'll work through until they get to ah this is what you were looking for
0: and as we've said in almost every episode I think like if you just need validation or help or you have a question feel free to reach out to one of us like we're happy to be your friend for a minute you know or just be your friend period we are your
1: friend yeah you're here we're your friend absolutely that's the way this works yeah you came onto this podcast we're friends sorry (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: stuck with us now yeah exactly You're, you're invited to the next bonfire, so next time that's happening, just let me know. I'll show (laughs) you the address. (laughs) You want the
1: addy? Please drop the addy. (laughs) But also, like, we've been talking a lot about falling in love in relationships and staying in love in relationships, and I think one of the things that we definitely touch on is it's okay to lean on your friends when you're in a relationship. Here on this podcast, we avoid codependency. Honestly, it's healthy
0: to have friends and it can be even stressful on your partner if you don't have friends because they feel like they have to pick up so much of the slack. They do. Pick a- like,
1: they don't even feel like they have to. It is, scientifically, that one? Whoo, it is scientifically proven that you're like having friends while in a committed long-term relationship is so helpful because there are outside sources available to you. It is so important to make sure that you keep the people in your life because they are part of your support system. I know that we all have this image in our head from like Hallmark movies and romantic comedies where it's like, this person is the only person that I need forever and ever and I'm going to call BS. There are going to be times where you are going to fight with that person, where you're not going to like that person, where you are going to want 20 minutes away from that person. But if you have gone to the point where you've isolated yourself from everybody else in your life, then you are entering codependent and very scary territory, which is why it is so important to, like, keep your friends in your life. Like, they're a huge support system. They're a huge sounding board if you have the right friends. If you don't, maybe now's a good time to start cutting those people out, but we'll get to that later. It is so important to have friends in your life that are there for you and want to help because when it comes to this, like they can maybe see red flags before you do. Mm-hmm. You know, in all honesty, like they can be a place for you to run to if you physically need to separate yourself from the situation. Yes, Mina and I both agree, like your significant other should be your best friend. Yeah. Absolutely, they should not be your only friend.
0: Right, and in the words of Allie, the creator of LoveWick, which is an awesome couples app that I one hundred percent recommend for it's keeping amazing. it alive and happy. And she's actually going to be coming on the podcast pretty soon here, so I'm so excited really for that. Excited. Cause she is so awesome, and she's seriously one of the smartest people I know. And I love how passionate she is about helping to keep relationships happy and alive. I have a thank you note. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> seriously, um, but. She made a really good point in a video recently, so I'm just going to play that for you. You know what's interesting about this is that our partners become our best friends, and that's wonderful, but having other friends and family who can support us is associated with lower rates of breakups, so we have to help each other keep those relationships going. So, yeah, it was basically she stitched um, a TikTok where somebody had say was saying that you finally found the woman who um, you love spending time with, but now she's your only friend. Which is great, but also you need to have friends and other people around in your corner because, like she said, statistically, it has been proven that having other people around you and not being isolated with just your partner is associated with lower levels of breakups.
1: Exactly, because also, say it was unintentional, like, you just... really as close with your friends before because you've put so much time and energy into this relationship or a
0: lot of a lot of times what happens is people will see oh like they're happy they're in a relationship i'm gonna leave them
1: alone and like we'll stop reaching out exactly and any of those situations it can build a lot of resentment within your relationship Mm -hmm. you can become too dependent on each other Mm -hmm. or let's say there are some hobbies that you have that like your partner is completely uninterested in friends are a great way to still be able to go do those things And be able to have that as, like, a huge part of your life. Or it works the same way. Like, I am not a video games person. I don't, I don't enjoy playing video games. (laughs) So, like, having a partner who has friends that, like, play games with him that kind of thing that gives us our own like separate time like Mm -hmm. that gives him time to do what he wants to do and i I can do my my last relationship
0: but the other thing about video games while we're on that topic is it can be such a time suck and it can be such a problem for some people in their relationship yes balance is so important i hear a lot of people complain and i used to be one of those people that complained about the amount of video gaming um my ex did because it was just like okay you spend more time playing video games Than you do literally anything else, talking to me, or going to the gym, or even at work, I don't know, like, you spend so much time on video games, it's almost like, is this good for your brain? (laughs) Like, really, I'm concerned. So, that's another thing, that's a conversation to just have, you know, just be like, hey, honestly... I wish you would maybe spend a little bit more time with me or make compromises. I used to sit with my ex while he played video games and he would either explain what was going on, try to teach me the video game, or I would just sit there and do my own thing next to him. So it's like we were spending time together without spending time together.
1: There is this one specific video game that my significant other plays that I love to watch him play. Yeah. Because he okay. plays with one of his other friends and I have It's somehow, a really
0: weird thing.
1: I have gotten like heavily invested into it. Like when you yeah. play, I am crap talking them all the time i'm like you suck you should have made that goal like i'm going in that's so it's, funny it's probably and my a problem, ex played a lot like, of
0: call of duty and for some I reason it that. was like it's almost like therapeutic listening to- <laughs> <laughs> listening to him talk and like complain or whatever have conversations over video games with his friends i don't know why but for some reason it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's just the feeling that someone else is there and talking without me having to talk to them, which is great for me because I'm, I'm the kind of person that's very much a wallflower, especially at first in a situation or when I'm tired. My social battery runs out so fast. Like I have about like especially it's hard as a wedding photographer because I have to be like on for eight to 13 hours where I'm socializing, being happy and having a smile on my face and, you know, helping make the environment and everything so happy and good for the wedding. And then I get in my car and I'm just like, Ugh, okay, I need to go home and sleep for three days. I cannot talk to a single person. I'm not doing this because I'm very much an introvert that has to like pretend to be an extrovert for my job. And it's, I think that's why I like so much, like, just sitting and listening to him play video games, because it's, like, I'm listening to people have a conversation and, like, kind of being part of it without actually having to put in the energy into being part of it. Maybe yeah. that's what it is.
1: And, like, if you can find a hobby like that that you can do with your significant other, like, great. But also make sure that you are still making time and putting energy into your friendships during it. Yeah. Because it's gonna save you a lot of crap. Like, it will. At, at the end of the day... You're going to have those people to rant to. Like I've, I've been there so many times when I'm like, this is not a conversation to bring up with my significant other. I'm just like mad right now, Mm -hmm. and I just need to yell. And honestly, it would not have been fair of me to put that on him Mm -hmm. when it's not anything that needed to change, not an actual serious thing. It was just like I'm annoyed. I'm mad today, and I need to like rant about it. Everything is making me angry. Exactly, and it would not have been fair to me to put that on him, so I used my friends. Like, that's who I would call and be like, I'm just pissed at the world, and this is the thing he did that, like, triggered the anger, and now I'm pissed, but it's not actually a thing, you know? And I know we've all been there where it's like, I'm just mad at the world, you know, and I need to not take it out on this person. Woke up on the- Floor. I woke up on the opposite side of the room in the backyard. <laughs> like it was, it was a whole thing. Yeah, girlfriend, what kind of sleepwalking are you doing? It was uh, apparently I was taking the dogs for a walk or something like that, but in I was in the sleep? backyard. <laughs> I mean, that hey. that is how far removed I was. I feel like you remember the day that I called you and I was like, "That's it." I'm mad at everything, the world is the worst, and this man, I can't stand anymore. But it was still at a very good part in our relationship. <laughs> so it was not at a time where, like, I actually couldn't stand him. LOL. <laughs> LOL. Like, I feel like I can't be alone on that one. Please tell me I'm not alone on that one. No. I don't
0: okay. think so. No, I mean there were definitely times like really good parts of our relationship and everything where everything was fine, everything's good, you know, we're happy and there was just I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, someone else pissed me off and I answered the phone and I mean, it was just like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, Fuck off I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, literally. Like, really? That's that's all. I don't get it. Hey, babe, I love you. Like, well, like it's like everything pisses you off. I remember what set me off. (laughs) He called me dog. Oh my god, Uh, that's happened to me too. It's like, what's up, dog? Like, I'm sorry. I remember when you got mad about that too. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm not your dog. I am. I'm your girlfriend. You can call me babe, or baby, or um, like, I'm um girlfriend, rant, or or my name. Any one of those things are acceptable, but dog, no sir, that is what you call your friends on Call of Duty when you're losing. I don't care. That's, no. No. And like, honestly, that's not something that bothered me that much. On a good day, no, look, on, on a good day, day, it's like,
1: dog, bro, whatever, alright, fine. I like, respond with like, sup, my dude. Like, yeah. Usually hey, on a good day. What's up? Didn't mind at all. Yeah. That- Day, you had spent the night it called me like six AM. Oh my god. And started off with what's up, big dog? And I <laughs> lost it. Like I remember this so vividly now. I Yeah, imagine lost waking
0: it. up on the wrong side of the bed at six o'clock in the morning to a phone call from your boyfriend going, What's up, dog?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you just call me? <laughs> I went, I'm thirty seconds away from hanging up and letting you try again, or don't talk to me for the rest of the day, kind of level. LOL. It was Bad, But also, like, that's the kind of stuff that you need your friends for. Because Mina was right there next to me. Like, I went back to sleep. I woke up still angry. It was
0: 6am. I was definitely asleep.
1: Like, I I woke up still angry and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I know you overheard this conversation. I'm mad for the rest of the day. Here we go. (laughs) Like, I'm just not gonna be able to calm down from this. Basically. And that's also the same type of situation to where, like, communicating with your partner because... At the end of the day, he asked, he was like, was this something that was, like, actually that big of a deal? Because, like, I've done it before and you never seem to have a problem with it, so what was going on? And I was like, honestly, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed, like, it was just an all-around bad situation, so if you're gonna, like, greet me like that, maybe make it, like, a afternoon phone call thing, like, drive home from work, please don't greet me like that first thing in the morning- when you know that your phone calls are my alarm, like, you're what's waking me up, that's not what I need first thing in the morning. Right. That type of situation. And we had to sit down and, like, have a conversation about it. And those are the moments where you take the opportunities that you're given in order to keep the love alive. Yeah. Like, if he had been like, screw that, no, I'm going to keep like doing that, I'd be like, okay, then I'm not answering your calls first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that just leads down an entire rabbit hole. That's yeah. when.
0: And while we're on this topic, while you're just like, you're upset, you know, whatever, it was just like a weird situation kind of thing, there's something that my ex and I would do all the time that honestly. Was, I don't I don't know, I feel like I reference it a lot, so I'm sorry for that, but we did, I think, a lot of things right while we also did a lot of things wrong. And I think it's important to, like I said before, credit the things that you do right. Absolutely. So, something that we did is we kind of had, like, a word, you know, like, if they say something that just really pissed you off or was just not a funny joke or just too far or you're just not in the right mood, whatever, then um, we would say the word love. Just, like, love, no. Just no. And we both knew that was like, okay, take a step back. I'm sorry. I said something that crossed the line. We will talk about it when you're ready. And then we also had another thing, which was a little weird and out of context. I don't know. I don't remember how we came up with this, but it's like if there was ever an emergency and one of us was with a friend or we're doing something, we're out, we're at work, whatever the situation is. An emotional an emergency yeah mostly emotional emergency but even if it was like just emergency in general too it could be used oh i didn't know
1: y'all used it as like a true emergency yeah like
0: that it's just like as as soon as you have the opportunity to pick up the phone and call me do so we would say avocado toast i don't know why and i honestly i highly recommend implementing something like this where you just have like a word for nope nope that was too far that joke was bad that hurt my feelings No, so that you're not getting upset and you can say it in a very simple few words. And same thing for if you, um, are need like you really just need to talk, there's something going on, and like you don't want to have to explain everything right in that minute. Like you need them to pick up the phone and call, but you don't want to explain, Hey, like, can you call me when you get the chance? You just know, okay, this is I need to call you as soon as I can, yeah, you know what I mean. So I love that we did that, and I think it's a really good thing to implement, because, um, yeah. like, there was all kinds of times when, um, like, he is, like I've said before, in the military, so there was lots of times where he just couldn't be on his phone, he couldn't have his phone at work, all those kinds of things, so I would just text him sometime during the day if I had an emotional emergency or an emergency emergency, something like that, and I couldn't reach him, I would just say, like, avocado toast, because, I knew I needed to talk about something so then as soon as he was capable of getting to his phone to call me, he would be like, hey, like, what's up? You, you know, said avocado toast. What's going on? So that it would remind me to like, but then also I had time to cool down a little bit rather than just sending him like a book of like emotional vomit. Like yeah. here's everything. This is what I'm upset about. It was like, okay, he knows that he's walking into a conversation where I have an emotional emergency. So we're both prepared and ready to have a conversation yeah. and it's not just like he gets off work to see a five-page book text message of, like, um, emotional vomit. Yeah. So I think that's a really good thing to do, and I think that's, like, something that could save, I think, a lot of situations from getting worse.
1: Absolutely. My emergency thing has always been, like, if you call me three times and don't leave a voicemail, I'm not saying, like, let it ring all the way through and patiently wait. I'm saying call, it rings once, hang up. Call, hang up, call, hang up. I have known that as my, like, I've used it as my emergency code since I got a phone. Like, it's something I set up with my parents and then did with close friends. And then when I was in my relationship, set that up. Because that was always my emergency go-to. Whether it be a physical, life-threatening, I need to go to the ER emergency. Or a, I'm on the verge of tears. Like, one of my friends used it recently when her and her boyfriend broke up. Like, did the three calls and I, like, left whatever i was doing and i was like okay what's, what's happening yeah and this is an emergency clearly it's that type of situation and having those set things i feel like also really keep love alive because you know that there's always a way for you to like be the person that they'll drop everything for right like there was at one point i was in class uh and my ex used that code and i have an apple watch and so it like showed up and i stood up and i left class mm-hmm. because i knew like something is going horribly wrong like this is very bad news yeah and honestly like being able knowing that he, that was the one way he could always get in contact with me because anybody who knows me knows i'm very bad at like checking my phone so bad it's so the bad. worst like if
0: i count the number of missed calls you have you would be a millionaire Like, if you had a dollar for every
1: time you had a missed call... I'd be rich, honey. I'd be rich. Oh, my God. Or the amount of times that I've opened a text message and haven't been able to respond right in that moment and then forgotten that that text message existed. I don't open
0: text messages until I know I can respond.
1: Yeah, I should really stop doing it. Uh, Would probably be a good call. But I'm a very hard person to get in contact with, and that's something that drove him literally insane. But knowing that, like, God forbid there was ever an emergency, he could get in contact with me there's some sense of security, was the sense of security that was necessary, especially the first time that that actually became an issue and it was required. Because unlike avocado toast, which, you know, is probably comes up more often than like the three phone calls, Mm -hmm. which usually is for like life threatening emergencies. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that your way has even more security to it because it's used more often. So like, The first time that it's used. And also it goes both
0: ways. You know, it's like, I know that you know that I'm having an emotional emergency and need to talk to you, and you know going into the conversation that you're about to get some word
1: vomit. Absolutely. And the first time that it's used really sets the tone for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Because if you are the person who sets this up, or your partner sets it up, and you don't follow through, then you're setting up a lot of other pitfalls coming up um and i know following through is something we're going to talk about later this month yes and our
0: next podcast is actually hopefully going to be with Allie and we're going to talk all about growing as an individual and growing together and we're going to go a little bit more in depth in that in the statistics and science and psychology and so on behind growing in a relationship and being able to still grow as an individual but also growing with your partner and growing your relationship which I'm super excited for I think that's going to be a really fun one yeah I
1: think it's going to be a great one But to wrap up this episode, as we've said, you know, you can't fully control who you fall in love with, although if you are having issues where you keep falling in love with the wrong people, which I mean like actually like bad people, people you should not be falling in love with, do your little check in, maybe make that list of like traits you want in a future forever partner and see the areas of yourself that like maybe you could put a little more work into and see if you attract new people. See the kind of people that are attracted to you. It's actually an amazing thing to look at in all areas of your life. And remember, being in love is a choice. If you can't put in the work on a daily basis, put it in on a weekly basis. Make sure that you are showing... But make sure there's an understanding between the two of you that that is what you're doing. Exactly. Make sure that you are showing and receiving that love because staying in love takes work. It does. It is an emotion and emotions come and go and fluctuate. Yep. And don't freak out if, like, there's a fleeting
0: moment where you feel like the feeling has gone away because, like we said, love is an emotion, you know, and sometimes it's going to be less or more in a day and and maybe one day you're like, oh, my God, I'm so completely in love with you. This could be like a Nicholas Sparks movie and then the next day it could be like, I mean, I tolerate you. Like, you're okay. It goes back and forth because we're people and that's okay, but it's the choice to continue to stay together together through it through everything you know it's it's choosing to have that life partner it's choosing to have that person by your side no matter what the situation is and knowing that you can both lean on each other you know like like the Eiffel Tower <laughs> like you just like make a little Eiffel Tower yeah. You're leaning on each other equally you know I mean physics there has to be some like equality here there has to be some what is it, equilibrium is that the right word I don't know <laughs> it's been so long since I took physics <laughs> i promise i am not dumb okay i have a (laughs) 4.0
1: guys i'm just laughing really hard because that's not where i thought she was going with the metaphor i approve for sure like in acro
0: yoga i do a lot of acro yoga there has to be mutual trust and mutual effort in balance so that you don't fall
1: yeah absolutely yeah well i think that wraps up this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in again We are so happy to have you here and to be your friend. Once again, I'm Ashley. I'm Mina. And remember, make good choices.
0: choices.